Welcome back. This is Dan's Investments. This is my weekly podcast where I bring you an insight into the equity market along with personal choices of mine. It's the 14th of June. Today we'll be talking about Square Inc. This is the first of hopefully many more podcasts due to come. So, just to break down everything quickly, first we'll go look at the background of the stock itself and the company. Then we'll break it down and go into the financial side and look into its financials and its cash flow, etc. After that, I'll be taking a quick look into the opportunities that it uh, might incur in the future. And then finally, I'll be going through my evaluation and my conclusion and summary. So the first thing that stands out to me about Square is that it's very, it has a very amount of similarities to Amazon. Now Amazon has grown into one of the largest companies in the world, as we all know. Square, on the other hand, is only a few years removed from startup status. However, like this, um, Amazon also continues to build onto an extensive ecosystem and helps pop-up businesses from Girl Scout cookie sales to food trucks, as they can all easily process a credit card payment by using Square's dongles attached to a mobile device. So this is a big thing with Square that I first like realized is going to be very useful in the future. Um, it also unites several sectors of finance that had been operated separately prior to this. And then now it's like more convenient for the general retailer or uh, big brand. So looking at the stock price anyway, it is currently trading at 86.72 as a Friday close. Um, from the last uh, three months in particular, the current market has made Square go from $40 to $86 over the last three months. Uh, which is nearly 110% growth since then. This is definitely a value growth speculative type of investment if you're going to buy some of this. Uh, this is the company's uh, about now. They said no one should be left out of the economy because the cost is too great or technology is too complex. So we're building easier tools to empower and rich people. Tools that shorten distance between having an idea and making a living from it because we believe in fair and square. Okay, so first off, obviously that's quite like um catchy considering even at the end there, square the name is like fair and square. So it's very nice to see that. But um at the same time anyway, um yeah, it looks like a good uh, like it's a good start anyway. Like to looking into this company, the background is very solid anyway. So now we'll move on to maybe just something more in depth, such as the financial side of it. So currently, um, Square trades for 90.4 times free cash flow, and most of its profits as on top of this is being put back into the business to develop new services and promote new cash, uh, cash app uh, capabilities. So first, this is a great move in regards to any company at all. Uh, a company that's like making profit and putting reinvesting that into like the company itself is a big, big sign that it's doing so, like that it's going well and. It's not like wasting money over like silly things. Another thing anyway is that Square themselves grew sales in quarter one of 2020 for from about 44% and a gross payment volume in the month of May was up to 39%. So at the moment they're looking quite like positive in regards to balance sheets and sales figures. However, this is still not everything. It doesn't mean that you should just hop into a company, in my personal opinion, just because they might have good, good like a one good quarter where they have a big blow up, especially with the COVID. That's another thing that that's a big factor. I think that 
that's why their figures have been blowing up in the recent in the recent months. However, with this anyway, um, we all know that like banking, especially e-commerce and mobile banking, is like a big thing nowadays, and it's making more innovative waves currently. Uh, and pick which Square is making an opportunity out of, um, by like getting onto this and you know doing things like getting involved with this kind of sector. In particular, that's this fintech sector, as they say. Um, so before the coronavirus as well, anyway, uh, Square reported uh, a net income of three hundred seventy-five million in two thousand in twenty nineteen after four consecutive years of being in the red. So this is a great sign right now that they're actually changing their figures around from being in the red and the minus to now finally getting into green territory and it's and being more positive in regards to financials. They also, in December, uh, processed over twenty-eight billion in gross merchandise volume, and this fueled like top-line growth of forty-one percent on top of that. So, it's another big thing there that's looking very good. However, as w- with this, as as we all know, anyway, many growth like many growth stocks in the tech sector, um, they ex- they're able to they manage to expand profitability uh, and positive NOP, uh, non-gap earnings NOP. N- <laughs> not not <laughs> for full uh, for the full year twenty twenty. Uh, on top of this, then the EBITDA uh between five hundred million and five hundred twenty million, which is up from four hundred ninety million in twenty nineteen, and management also confirmed uh that in this case it manages the top revenue guidance of five point nine billion, uh to five point nine six billion during this year. So moving on. Uh, before Square, um, each type of finance-related service happened at separate companies. For example, people may have visited um, Citigroup Bank uh, uh, for banking, uh, ADP for payroll, or a company like NCR for cash registers. However, once Square opens its banks, it'll unite all these functions within one ecosystem. Square recently has uh, published their cash app, which I'm aware is uh, was published in the first quarter of 2020 which basically allows users to um, cro- have cross-border payments and giving user, users the ability to move money between the US and UK. This also is like similarities to Revolut N26, which people may be aware of more in Europe. So having these type of features like Cash App, except all inclusive into one, which is what Square is kind of going for, is definitely a big benefit in today's world to have everything so inclusive. It's basically building it all around their one ecosystem which is basically what amazon have done in the retail side of things so this kind of like new innovating type of banking relationship that they're setting up is definitely a big big like great thing that they're doing currently right now the next thing is the square's future outlook so obviously global digital payments market is expected to grow at a solid pace over the next several years so, and according to Grand View Research, digital payments will enjoy annual growth of about 18% between 2019 and 2025 to reach 130 billion, which gives gives Spare Square enough uh, runway to grow its like top line rapidly, pretty much. Uh, there's also been a speedy increase in the adoption of mobile payments technology, uh, especially in developed markets. Furthermore, Government regulations around the world have made it easier for companies to gain traction among businesses and consumers, which definitely is a big thing uh, that Square need to win. 
So another growth driver anyway for Square is uh, it has it facilitates 97,000 uh, or originations in the fourth quarter, totaling 671 million. That's meaning that Square has lent about 6 billion to over 300,000 businesses, which is absolutely outstanding. That is a big like win for Square and Squarespace. They're also one of the first fintech companies to sex successfully obtain a bank charter, which is definitely going to help them strengthen their financial service part in the business. Uh, and the CEO, Jack Dorsey, says it's also very important, which we can all see why. So I definitely, in regards to that, like it, it's very, very positive. Pretty much everything that Square is doing anyway in the recent like 2020, it's been quite good. So to wrap it up from my evaluation, um, I'm definitely quite bullish on Square. It's one of the least expensive fintech companies right now and is extremely under undervalued with a valuation of nearly 8. times trailing one year revenue. So even if you were to get in at about $80, $85, it's still an absolute bargain right now. It's... It's looking like there's more and more people getting into these type of companies for the future, especially. Just the next decade, I, tech and industrials are a huge, huge thing. So it's definitely one to look at for if you're looking at if you're looking at buying a growth stock for sure. And don't get me wrong, I, I definitely expect the balance of 2020 will definitely have a lot of turbulence in regards to just the COVID pandemic and how. They also temporarily pause subscriptions due to businesses being closed over the recent like month or two. Uh, but I definitely think besides all this, there's definitely like great potential on this business in particular. I don't usually look at analysts' uh, reviews and things. I usually just do my own research. But from like analysts anyway, they expect uh, five. They they expected a revenue of about five point two billion this year of twenty twenty, and then six point six billion in twenty twenty one. And then they're also saying by 2023, there's possibility of nearly more than 10 billion, which is literally nearly double the amount. So you're getting in on nearly half the price if you were to take it like that. Uh, but it's definitely clear that Square has a lot of room to grow here. It's even with the coronavirus, it'll definitely add some bumpiness to the figures. But besides that, I definitely would highly recommend it. It's, in my opinion, a totally undervalued stock and... In the next decade, it should be looking quite optimistic. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. And you can check my uh, Twitter out or my medium at Dan's Investments, and go, which goes into further depth over each stock I pick.